DA for Cardiff Great, as far as the Sportsline on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sportsline Show here on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Dirk Credit Union on 88.3 and 92.7 FM and on the Tuning app. And on today's show, I'm joined as always by co presenter Pat McNamara. And on today's show, he's going to be from the GA and, and a bit and handball later on. And we're delighted to be joined here in studio by the newly crowned under-21A champions of Fiecke Lina, their manager, Francis O'Grady, and their team captain, Liam O'Connor. And later on in the programme, we're going to be joined by the newly crowned national four-wall uh, champion in handball, recently won in the local club here in Tungreni by the local man, Dermot Nash. And now we're delighted to be joined in the studio by two of the heroes uh, of, the, of the weekend. Um, and, and their great victory for Fikil Kinanina in the under-21A Championship over Ryan Kildamona at the end of the GA activity in the in the club in the county this year as I said we're delighted to be joined by the Banished Door uh, the Eric Ting Hag lookalike with the, the, new, the new cap but this man is much more successful than Eric Ting Hag is Francis O'Grady Francis you're welcome thanks Leo and also we're delighted to be joined by the, the cool bar the goalkeeper the winning captain uh, for Fikil Kinanina men who kept a clean sheet in the final in desperately cold conditions uh, Central said the success is the captain Liam O'Connor Liam you're welcome thanks Leo thanks for having me <laughs> first of all Pat look at you you're from the same parish yourself what a weekend what, look at what entertainment we had on one of the if not the coldest day of 2023 yeah. for a hurling game yeah first of all the under 21 is a great competition it has been and uh, this was no exception and I said I didn't realise how cold it was until after the game because we were sitting up in the stand and we were kind of moving ourselves and by the end of the game I was kind of feeling cold but now to the pitch afterwards and talking to a few it was bitter and I just thought back how these lads could hurl so well, control the ball, and, and as you said, catch it, and, and, and the hurling they did, and to pitch both sides, in fairness, high quality game, but from our point of view, it was just to win it was absolutely brilliant, because I think both clubs needed uh, a, a boost, because, you know, numbers are low enough, even with the combined uh, teams, the combined, since they combined there 20 years ago, under underage, and uh, I just thought the quality of their play, how they all, just the work rate, the desire to, to, to win, the desire to tackle, the desire to chase and follow and Harry and Hassel and the quality of the play, the striking as well at times and the and the, and, and, and the, just the will to win was there and it was brilliant to see it. Both sets of, whether well, the Rafiq Lucky didn't matter a bit, they're very, very united and uh, credit to management for that because they're, they're pulling all together and uh, delighted for all of us because Kalina definitely struggling big time, struggling to stay up intermediate, um, you know, all of us went down junior this time and uh, struggling in the last few years in the same way. Fiekel obviously in a better place, challenge for the Canon Hamilton being the semi final and a, a brilliant season for them. And I was unlucky, or maybe, you know, unfortunate to meet Clonlara who were on fire the day they played them. But uh, just great for both clubs. And uh, as the celebrations were uh, marvellous, I didn't take part in too much of it myself and get told for that now. But well deserved celebrations. I mean, it was a great night for the great even for Clara, the two, the two clubs. And uh, well done to all the boys involved, management and players. And uh, I tell you one thing, it was as good a day out as we had in a long time. Brilliant game and a perfect result. Yes, it's ideal and does. When you win a championship, you have to give it the respect it deserves. And as I said, we're joined by the, the banished door, Francis O'Grady. Francis, I know last week you didn't give much away, right? In the, in the previews, I talked from what people have been, what we heard of people talking to you. But we know deep down you were quietly confident of getting over the line, and it proved very much to be the case. Yeah, sure. Uh, we had a sharp turnaround from the semi-final to the final, but that game away after uh, playing Clooney, you know, there was still coming off White Gate. You know, there was, uh, there was or even down in White after beating Clooney uh, in the semi-final, there was a real buzz. You know, uh, we met the Sunday mo- it's the Sunday evening in, in Gort after. Uh, we did a recovery session above in the Lady Gregory end. Uh, there was uh, 
there was a game of volleyball and stuff going on between all the players and the thing and they cleared out the whole, the whole swimming pool but I knew coming away from there there was a great buzz there was a great willing to to, uh, to they were really looking forward to the challenge of, a, of an under 21A final and you know I've been with this group since 2000 or since for the last eight years since we lost another 13B final to Scar for Gunnar and so the it's a great testament of the of the panel to be able to stay together for eight years. I think we've only uh, two players lost off that panel since the under thirteen the whole way through, and to lose the thirteen we final to go on to finish off their under their uh, underage hurling together to win an under twenty one A is a real testament to the, the caliber of the players, the caliber of the players that are there and the group and the unity. You know, we're talking, talking about Fikil Kilnena, but these lads know that only Fikil, uh, only Fikil Kilnena, like I've seen it. But, uh, there's a bond there with, with them uh, young lads that, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from, Fiekel or Kilnana, there's no divides in it, everyone. Uh, Rows in together and works for each other, and, you know, you see that, you saw that on Sunday, they were willing to die for each other, you know. And Francis, if that bond wasn't there last Sunday, there's no doubt Fiekel Keenan wouldn't have got over the line. It was a titanic battle, there was never going to be much between the sides, you know, I think, you know, but... Fiegel Kinnina started off the first half and really took the game to Aina Kilnamona, who, to be quite honest, were many, many people's favourites going into the game. Yes, yeah, we had kind of we kind of identified that all week, all year or all week. We was kind of a focal point for us that uh, we uh, noticed that Aina Kilmona they hadn't they hadn't been down at half time all year. So they'd beaten uh, the first game again, uh, Crushing Tubber or Corfin uh, Rwanda one handy and same again, uh, Scarif for Gunlow and then again uh, Clarecastle they were up six or seven points in all Clarecastle, but they, ne- they were never down at half time. So that was kind of one of our goals. Uh, we'd set out earlier on the week was to to really go at them from the word go and kind of uh, we try and dictate the game on our terms and see, see what way they would react to it so Joe, we were playing again a wind and to go in up up five points to, uh, up at half time Joe, it was a uh, we, we were we, we knew we had a, um, a positive but as it transpired we needed we needed to read that and more the way they came back at us but so every team every game of Holland was, every team gets a, team, a period of dominance and uh, Joe Heineken want to show that in the last from the tenth minute in the second half, to the twenty seventh or eighth, like they they kind of dominated there, and we we just held on, you know. So, but we uh, testament to the players, though, Francis, to to come out of that. It could have very easily gone away, and they didn't. But the one thing about Fiekel, they never turned in the towel. They said they they kept fighting for every ball, you know. They kept trying to kill them on, honest, and in the end, it proved to be the difference. Yeah, yeah, there was one one stage there, kind of, we were finding, struggling to hurt, get, our full forward line was on top, but we couldn't, there was 15 minutes there in the second half, we couldn't get past that Aina Kilmona uh, half-back line, but, you know, uh, once we weren't getting past it, we were putting savage pressure on them, and, you know, trying to get hooks, blocks in uh, and, uh, along that line, so that we were able to, they were able to deliver in the quality of ball that, you know, that uh, we were able to deliver in the first half and tower forwards, and that was, John. John, when they, when we were able to get on the ball, the boys still worked very hard off the ball. So what else could you expect as for? Yeah, and know also as I said, we're delighted to be joined by the the winning captain, the the goalkeeper, uh, Liam O'Connor. And Liam, what a day it's been saving goals! Absolutely freezing cold, holding yeah. a minute at all, and to keep a clean sheet as well. Yeah. <coughs> And so I know you've you a lot of speeches. You've been making speeches in the last few days. So yeah, I know. Your voice is a bit hoarse. Yeah, I've been always at the speeches now. It's making the voice <laughs> hoarse. But um, yeah, I know it's a tough day to be in goals. But sometimes they're the easier days. You kind of internally, I suppose, you almost feel that little bit less pressure. You know, you know, you know, it's tough on the lad down the other end as well. So just happy it came off for me. Whatever, whatever ball went in there is kind of stuck. So you know, there was enough of mistakes I made throughout the thing as well. So. 
just grand happy enough to get away with one there really to be honest look it is obviously the greatest moment of your career you know yeah. you've been a fabulous goalie from we can remember you from being a, a little nipper above <laughs> the, the big goalie know, yeah. people, but you've been always a fabulous goalie and you really have proved your work this year yeah did I know in fairness um, I don't know the last few years of my hurling hasn't really been hectic no it's just you know you, you're kind of um you don't realise until you're a little bit older, you, you kind of start getting less games and games when you're 14, 15, 16, you know, you're playing Full in, in big groups of, um, you know, you might be, there might be five or six games in a group, but then you start getting older and you start playing knockout hurling. and I suppose we're very lucky in our club, we have such a good goalie in Aver, so, um, any <coughs> sorry, any chance you get to play championship hurling and knockout hurling, you just have to take it with both hands and I was really delighted there to, to be able to do that yesterday. And there's no doubt you've learned from, you know, <coughs> Ever Quilligan, who is an officer nominee, you know, you're not going to get much yeah. better than that, and you've learned a lot from him, you know, uh, down in the last couple of years. Yeah, Ever Savage, you know, um, we do, we'd be doing, you know, we'd be there 40 minutes before lads and probably 40 minutes after him. But, um, yeah, I know he's he's been a great help to me and definitely, um, definitely helped me, help me out Sunday there. Sorry. You know, you're on a, and I, I, look at, I know your voice is gone and we'll, we'll give you a break in a second, but I thought even looking at you even below last Sunday, your communication with the backs and, you know, you're, of, the, I, of all your corners, you're the one I'd know the least, right? Yeah. But um, your organisational skills are unbelievable. You never left them alone, yeah. but no, I tell you, they were the usual cornerbacks that were getting stuck in. And yeah, left, you they know were. What I mean? But in fair, you had everyone drilled and I even seen you calling yeah. Adam Hogan back who, Adam who's the leader and you were giving out to him he wasn't back once or twice yeah. up, you, were, you know you showed your real captain's instincts Liam yeah I suppose it's something I'm trying to work on you know, I, I probably wouldn't be naturally the most outgoing person around him so for me it kind of helps if I say loud during the game you know you almost takes your mind off what's going on around you so it's something I kind of actively try and do yeah. Leo all the things I would like to talk about uh, and obviously his role in goal <coughs> is vital but We'll go back to the game, obviously, but what was really impressive for me was after the game when you made your speech, I just thought it encapsulated the whole thing about the times, you know, people have gone through, including his own family, yes, Parig, Podge, as we call, they call him, all the other things like that that happens and the fundraisers Christmas Day for a very, very old cause. And I think for a young lad in the excitement of winning a major trophy to think of all those things and put them up there as the most important things just says an awful lot and I think I don't know how much thought you put into it Liam but the, the words were absolutely perfect and uh, they were very much appreciated by everybody especially those I suppose, maybe with, with, as they're involved in in, in, in both the, the, the sad news of recent times and also the fundraising coming up on Christmas Day that, that, that uh, lake swim so um, Joe, fair play to you and yeah. uh, did they come to you at the moment, or had you kind of thought yeah. about it come up to it? Yeah, I, Podge is such a huge part of our panel. Like, and you know, there's we, as I said, John, you know, we we don't, we're just delighted to win, but like, there's far more important things in Ireland, and one of them is always going to be your family. So, John, you know, obviously, everyone was devastated when they heard. John, you know, it was my first year actually hurling with Podge. I didn't know him too well, but. I just know he is a, he's kind of a reserved, and yeah. so he'd never he'd never look for like any attention or anything like that. He'd just go about his business. So just um, as I said, just everyone would be very appreciative if there was a a turn uh, a turnout there on Christmas Day. Yeah, no, in fairness, you proved yourself, Liam, to be <coughs> even with that on the on the field, but off the field also to prove to be a, a brilliant dealer. Proud moment also to have. The two brothers, yeah, you know, who seem to have got more attention in yourself in the past. No, they deserve it. A proud moment for yourself for the three you to be involved. Yeah, I know definitely. Um, two lads are obviously John. They're brilliant. Herders.
numbers. And yeah, not they've had great days and great crowds. So to do it with them was definitely special. Yeah. Very special indeed. Francis, look at Liam has struck out the right nose there, and again, I couldn't get over the composure of the men to make the speech that he made made afterwards. But he, he just encapsulated the whole day as Pat said that was in it. There has been tough times in both parishes in the in, in the recent times. But even to just to see the, the people out on the field afterwards, just to see the joy and you know, it's great to get special moments like that, Francis, to try and, and deflect away from look at not that you never forget, but at least to deflect away as Marby from the sad times. Yeah, sure. Joe, when you uh when sad times do come across among uh communities unfortunately, but really in Fecal and Kilnana, so when 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 there was any tragedy or anything, we really had great communities and don't more less than again on Sunday, you know, we have we've two great communities in Fecal and Kilnana, you know, and we were there uh, on the day of the morning of Sean O'Kellens and it was Hong Tish Podge after and then we'd done a guard of honour you know, when they were bringing in, right. bringing in uh, Sean's proposal into the church and you know, it meant a lot to him and his family and you know they are, they are what, um, what what clubs and small communities that's, that's what we're made for and you know, we really, really we're really uh, glad to be able to help out in any small way we can yeah fantastic just this whole sense of community and club and the club is, is a centre hurling is a centre of communities here and the support people give well, in bad times and good times is, is fantastic and you, you've done I think you've done a ma- major thing for them by winning that championship and, and referring to it in the speeches etc and all the help you gave with the with the funeral and all that as well the only thing I'd like to say uh, I'd ask now is go back to the game again preparation as manager um you know, we all know when they're preparing for the championship, it could be the months of May, June, July, August, September. You have long days, usually fairly good weather. But for this championship, which has been practiced every year, you know, dark, November nights, pitches hard to get, lights and all that. How difficult is it to have all the lads together uh, when you can play full matches or full training sessions? You know, that's that's a challenge in itself at this time of the year, isn't it, Frankie? Ah, yes, massive. Uh, now knowing that you've you're, you've uh, you've players John, between college and everything, you, with lads coming from Limerick and with lads coming from Galway, like it's a massive commitment for them, John, to get out and. Um, Fairness to them, everyone that could be here, every training session we did call, uh, everyone was here. So no one, there wasn't them even here that if someone couldn't come, it was a genuine excuse. They knew that they weren't there. You know, but and I was back to the caliber of the group that you're you're dealing with. But uh, look, we were lucky. We used Scarif a lot of training. We trained a bit in Gort and uh, fairness to Tullogy, they, they helped us out last week. They gave us the uh, uh, Doctor Daily Park last Wednesday, Wednesday night to train and so that's a very uh, generous um, gesture to us because you know, it was it was a, had to be a, a bit of an advantage to play a train there the, the Wednesday night before our final where we were team but we'd, we 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 totally booked ever before we knew where the game was it was fixed so you know, uh, we were we we're very appreciative to totally GA but no it's uh, it's something with the where the GA is twenty one is in the calendar you know it is a it is a kind of a balancing act you know it's a very short lead into it you know you've we 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 in Fecal Kilnane had before the first round of the twenty one championship we'd no we'd no challenge match played you know oh. so uh, we would play crushing October the first day and that was the first time that, that 15 had played together. since the together Joe so oh. that was that was challenging it was kind of it was kind of it was a bit scary but you know we, we got through it then we went on to Clare Castle you know we kind of got a bit of a lesson there uh, that day, John. We a wake up call, Bentley went in front of Yeah. But of course, yeah. they had injury issues as well. Yeah, we had injuries and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But still, the, uh, I think that was that. That was that was the uh, a really. We met the Wednesday after uh, the Clare Castle game. We met down here. We, we had twenty minutes of meeting before that. Kind of laid down a bit of a marker like that. On on the grand scheme of things, we should have been out of the championship, but we got lucky. 
Uh, so or uh, I know Kilmona give us give us give us uh, a life flight. Big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. hindsight, but they gave us the lifeline to get through into the the semi final, and we said like we wanted to grasp it with every opportunity, and we we were preparing preparing for two weeks for Clooney Quinn, and uh, on, on uh, then it turned out to be three weeks. John, and it was that was that was a blessing in disguise that it was three weeks. Liam, the third week, you know, with the with the match being called off the extra week, it did it was a tremendous bonus to because it gave, you know, Smith, Keith Smith an extra chance to, yeah. to get a bit in and you know, his free taking was very, very important as to prove last, <coughs> last Sunday. Not, not not that he was the only man that yeah. done anything, but it was important that you needed to get your best fifteen if possible yeah. out on the field. Yeah, it's just a psychological thing as well, just even having him, even if he was half right, you'd throw him out there. It's just, same with Roland Keane, like they just have that kind of, uh, that kind of, oh, oh, that kind of aura. Sorry, my throat is struggling here, but um, yeah, no, they were definitely, um, it was kind of unfortunate for Clooney Quinn, like, and, you know, we were, we were really struggling um, the night in Scarf. We thought the game were, the fixture when it was originally supposed to be on, in the Madden had actually gone down injured as well, so we were even more, more, um, more stretched. But as Frankie said, it kind of it kind of worked out for us. And you know those two lads really kicked on. Ronan Keane that day was. Also, just John McMahon came in and he'd Darren, been, he yeah. had been injured as well. You know, so yeah. yeah. Francie, again, look at you talk about a team when they win a championship, right? And there's always individuals. But if ever there was a day that a team performance won a match. Where everybody played their part to the mm. very absolute utmost limit. It was last Sunday. Definitely, definitely, it was a, a very jump from even the three subs that came in. They all contributed a lot to it, you know. But you know, um, so everyone, everyone went, went out. That's one thing about this group. They're fierce, honest every day to go out. Even again, Clare Castle. So they were kind of getting on top of us that day, but we kept fighting to the tooth and nail, you know. They didn't throw in the towel, and you know, uh, ultimately. So Clare Castle were kind of getting on top, but our lads kept fighting. If it didn't, it could have got they, if Clare Castle had given us a big uh, got on top of us and got sco- uh, scores that day. We we could have been out in scoring differences. So kind of, you know, I just say just this punch that's there. That's that that they're, uh, they're very honest every day. They put on that fecal kill jersey. Do they leave it out since I've been involved in two thousand? We are since under our thirty or thirteen. So it's it's your only facilitator. They kind of every training session they kind of want to get better and better themselves. You know you yeah. uh, you just so it's very easy, they're very easy manager. And like most under twenty one A champions in Clare, probably any county who win an A will probably have most lads up to the age. Nearly all of them maybe like your bigger clubs. But for you to have a number of seventeen year old, eighteen year olds out there as well as the lads who are up, nearly up to the age is is really a testament to the the quality of the young lads. First of all, their maturity and their strength and their ability, but also I suppose the older lads leading them on as well, showing leadership. So with a mixture of ages, it's an even greater achievement, I think. Definitely, definitely, sure. You look, you look at. Um the under team, the Fiegel Canadian team that won the won the seventeen B shield this year. John Ford and took to the field in under twenty one eight. That's a yeah. massive step up. John like uh, hurling wise, physicality wise, and all that. But not alone stand up to be, be leaders on the field. You know, so John they've added a lot to our panel. John four or five years ago they weren't allowed to play with us because of the age thing. Uh, when they weren't allowed to play sixteen or minor with us, but now they are. They've they're this was their first year eligible. But John they've really added to it, and you know. Uh, the, the, that's a testament to you know, the underage work that's going on underage in Fecal Kilnana you know, that they're uh, bringing players that calibre coming in behind this which is a very positive for Fecal Kilnana you know? Liam also again as I said about the team effort last Sunday and Francis after the name and about the four young lads the, the 17 year olds 
you know, and, and obviously there was, there was some of the people, the lesser known nice, that wouldn't have the same uh, publicity got as other people. But at times last Sunday, to stay with the lads that were, were pulling it through, yeah. you know, I think of one man, I have to say, uh, Paddy Daly just <coughs> was the man that yeah. showed ever for me down in front of the stand here in the first half. He was up and down and he was up and down and he was, you know, your own brother was inside in the corner. He was tired from running over and back, yeah. making selfless ones, which you had to, which you had to yeah. do, do you know what I mean? You had to go to the, the very, yeah. like, so even Padre Callaghan, I wouldn't have seen much of him as at hurling at wing back. I thought he was a mince in, in the, down up here in front of us in that half back line as well. You know, in Madden, cornerback, I knew I had seen yeah. him playing before, obviously. You know, young McGann at cornerback. Everybody, yeah. even McGann, yeah. the, the play at centre forward, I thought he he's tackle count. I don't know what to yeah, exactly. He must have been very, very high because he covered an after the ground. But that's what it is about him. Yeah. And that's what really makes, gets, brings more satisfaction. Yeah, winter hurling as well. We just we always pride ourselves and we're never going to go down without fighting. And, and we're always going to be bring the fight to the other team. So, you know, whether you're, you're Adam Hogan or Keith Smith or... As you say, one of the rest of us, like Conor McGann or whatever, you know, we're we're gonna dog it out no matter what. So they're they're every bit as important to this team as any of the more known guys. And talking about the more known guys, uh, Francis, it was important to get Smith back. But the goal in the pint that he and Mac got before half half time was probably the scores that um, won the championship maybe for Hippie Kilkenny at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, sure, the, the goal. They always say goals win matches, you know. We we got the goal and that was the difference. We got us the that cushion, you know, uh so we we created another one and we didn't get it, but you know, you had needed to, we needed we we need you know knew well we needed to get goals and uh first of all, to create them, you know, not all of them you won't get them all, but they kept creating them and kept going at it and at it, you know, and uh you know, he, he covered every every inch of blend, uh, grass in that in that field and Dr. Daly Parkin and uh, suddenly he put in a huge performance. Pet, we're talking about all the players, right? Mm. And you were mentioning him briefly there, right? There was a man nominated for a young player of the year, men nominated for an All Star. He was absolutely outstanding last Sunday. Men with injury going into the game. Yeah. Got more than his fair share of bangs during the game. Now look at he's no he's no saying either, don't get me wrong, <laughs> the same man. But he's a Trojan. Got a bit of attention. He got a bit of attention for the ball, right? In fairness, but uh, I think he's a fellow that thrives on that. I mean, I don't think Adam would like to avoid the tackle. He'd like to go in in hard to go over that ball and burst through lads. And I mean, how many times he did it? He just read the game so well. Okay, he was a bit loose in the first half. His deliveries were excellent, but when he, when it came to the physical side of it and driving into players who were in his way, by heavens did he do it? And one one freeze should have won more freeze. But what a leader he is, and the attitude he has is unbelievable. Obviously, the skills are there, and uh, he's not—he's not, he's not uh, the young nominee for the young player of the year for nothing. Outstanding with Clare all the year, but what a leader he was last uh, on the pitch last. You know, when the rest of the players see, look around and see him, what he can do, what he will do, it's fantastic to have that leadership. One other thing, but again, outstanding player, and you know, I think that maybe last Sunday we were looking at the next year's young player of the year, please God, in Ireland, in the country. One other fellow I want to mention is Jamie Kenny. Jamie, a guest character, I think Jamie was a bit on the team up along for that that squad all along. We're lucky with injury, so um, it's just funny the link. Jamie's grandfather, Paddy Kenny, would have been Mr. Killinina all through the 50s, 60s, and 70s. I think he was chairman, he was manager, he was selector, he was the jersey washer. He would have been the psychologist of nutrition. Everything that was even there that had Paddy Kenny kept the thing going for decades. And it's nice to see a link still there. And I hope sure Jamie gets back to Holland again next year, but we'll be flying it again. But uh, I just felt I'd like to mention because oh, look at that he didn't get part of the, of the glory of the last day. But Adam Hogan, a superstar. Can we have Liam, before we let you go? Uh, obviously, that's the sort of celebrations have been brilliant. And I know you're going at it, you're going at it again this weekend, <laughs> this weekend, and well, well deserved this. So. But you must be the first team in Ireland that. Uh, Normally the players are, 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 are 
put up in the air and carried around the village, but you decided to bring Santi around with you. Santi, yeah, well, he was kind of caught in the crossfire more than anything else. I don't think he was too happy with us either. His, 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 his hat got taken off as well. So. Yeah, no, um, that was good old fun anyway, as you can tell by my voice. It's, it was um, it was kind of too long enough evenings. So, um, uh, uh, Christmas Carol. Your last speech is in singing. Yeah, Christmas, Christmas carols, singing, I'd say. Was singing, okay. singing, yeah. you know. yeah. Francie, looking ahead, obviously, look at your, only, your best skill, best skill in the glory. Before, as we look ahead, very few players missing next year. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. As you bask in the glory of the 21A, and there's no doubt about it, like looking at the team coming off, and I said, Gee, how many of them are under age again next year? Is it 12 or 13? Like, it's a tremendous start to, to, to look to. I know, look, you're not even thinking about that now, and it augurs well for the future of both Fiegel and Killinina, and you're, hopefully that all players will stay at it. But, Francie, it's great to have a talented pool, pool of talent coming through. Oh, definitely, definitely. Sure. So, as Pat said, it. Uh, John Fiegel Kilnena, John Fiegel and Kilnena, respective clubs. John, that's 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 the future. The future is very bright for two clubs. John went with that. Um, hopefully, most of them will be stay injury free, and what, uh, we'll see what two thousand twenty four brings. But John, um, I said just it was one uh, thing that I kept drilling into the lads after the thing. Like you know, it's hard. It was hard to get. We got a bit of luck to get to twenty one semi final this year. Like you know, that there's no guarantee anything about that. You might have. It was often teams that did better teams this year, and that if you look at the two thousand and sixteen team that that uh, Fiekel, uh, got to the twenty uh, one final again in Amona, they were the fancy team, and it was the year the two thousand and seventeen team that, that actually won it. Mm-hmm. So, but like, isn't that isn't that the beauty of sport? You just expect the unexpected. You know, you just can't yeah. you can't take anything for granted. Yeah, exactly. We knew like we got that bit of luck, so we, we kind of made it. Our mission that we were gonna we were gonna capitalize on it. So um, as Frankie said, next year's team on paper probably would be fancy, but you know there's no guarantees. We saw it with injuries ourselves, so yeah. you know we have to take it while it's there, and thankfully we did. So Pat, look at there's no doubt about it. any day you go out, any team that said they don't need a bit of look is, is is you're telling lies. You have to have that little bit. You know, at somewhere along the way to get over the line. The one thing that annoys me watching say the analysis and the sun of the game and that they're trying to analyze every detail of a game and position here and position there and in every single game there's bits of luck especially in tight games a bit of luck bit of a bit of a, a bit of a, a lucky bounce or a referee's call or a lucky tackle I mean in the Madden Meadow until interception late in the game the last day was vital yeah. there was a goal on I think I think it was in they got the hurley across yeah, you got to kind of yeah. a block off him yeah. Yeah, 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 so, so, he'd have saved it anyway he would have saved it anyway but the thing is that uh, yes look is, is part of it and look at you you've got the grasp to look at both hands when it comes and there'll be days look won't go on your way and things won't go your way so look at I suppose you've got to enjoy your victory and defeat and take him in the same way you know it's part of life and uh Thank God it was lucky the last day for us and it was, it was a great result and it brought a bit of joy to the parish, a bit of joy to all these lads uh, and to, and to all, all the young as well like around the two places. So a great day overall and look at, let's hope it's a sign of more thing, good things to come. Yeah, indeed. And look, at that concludes our dis- bit of a discussion on the Under-21A final and thanks to Francie and Liam. But however, they're not going away yet. Francis, Fiegel lost the senior semi-final li- this year, you know, and you're talking about having a good team and Fiegel had a good team. Last out to a team that played in the Munster Club final last Sunday out to Clanlara. However, Clanlara came up against a team that's a very well-oiled belly gunner team. And in fairness, I think they've done well to keep it to 13 points. But, you know, that just maybe shows the gap that's in, in the standard at the moment. But belly gunner are just way, way out there, Frenzy. Oh, yeah, sure. They are. So, uh, the, the phenomenal record that they have down in Waterford, like, is, so it's, 
it's unreal like so like you know they're they're nearly brown boundary on uh, uh giving a lot of inter county teams teams a good game like you know but John Clara so um have to be proud of themselves John they they uh, I say if you say, I was only listening to an interview with Donald Meadens and this time two years ago they were they were after fighting a relegation battle and to to the 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 B last year and John they're uh, they're up uh, um county champions and got to Munster club final so. Joe, they, they, they came up again a very, very strong belly gunner team, but I'd say Clonara, uh, they're, they're, they're satisfied and they're, I'd say they're, they're very proud of the year what they've achieved. So no, no, Pat, they have to be proud of what they achieved. You know, they weren't even in the top four, maybe mentioned for the county championship at the beginning of the year, because no one knows Clonara or just Jekyll and Hyde, you don't know what you're going to get. And six of the team had played, I, I think it was the Intermediate League last year. You know, That's so right. there was a big, there was a big, trend, a big transition. They got the absolute maximum out of out of their team this year which they didn't always do over the years but they did this time and uh, as I watched in the game last last weekend uh, when I thought at one stage this could go to 20 points uh, and it would have been horrible for them now I think the margin in the end regardless of the margin I think when you think back it has been a great year and for those of us maybe watching last night this is terrible when all of a sudden they're not too worried because they got their act together in clear and they still beat you know another good Munster team on the way so I think they're up there in the road Ballygunner are way better than most Munster club teams have been in recent times I think they're better than the Pearsley team of recent years uh, I think they're some bit better than them uh, as they proved and I think that um, you know apart from Ballyhale Shamrocks I think they're, they're one of the best teams I've seen in the last 10 years and maybe the best maybe the best is yet to come so they had a great year uh, Changes, little changes they made down there in the way they, maybe in their squad and in their management and how they approach things, but they got it right anyway. And I said they should be there around for a bit, a bit of time to come. Yeah, and I suppose Francis, look at, is there any team going to take All Ireland off them at this stage? You know, you look at Lachlan Gales just about got over Nafina. St Thomas's are still there. They've won five in a row, six in a row in Galway. Mm. It's very hard to see anyone taking that. But look again, anything can happen yeah. in sport. Yeah, sure. That's the good thing about sport. But Joe, if you were back in back in men, you you saw the odds. Uh, belly gunner last week were twenty one on. So that's very very rare. You'd see that now in the in no, a ch- in championship Munster club championship uh, thing. Mm-hmm. So that that's a real testament of of belly gunner. But if you were giving me money in the morning, Leo, and I, and to put on the team for the teams left, I'd be still going with belly gunner, and I. <laughs> Liam, also during the weekend at Corrafin, look, you weren't worrying about that. You were concentrating and getting ready for another training day final. But Corrafin in, in in the Gaelic grounds that Saturday night, they came a cropper in, in the intermediate final, a game that I suppose didn't. The whole story wasn't about the game, yeah. it was about the weather and the fog and, and and that. But look, they can be happy with the year as well. Yeah, no, they're they're brilliant. In fairness, it was tough for them in a sense. I think going into that fi- intermediate final, already being given the promotion and stuff, they still. You know, they they went out and they actually won it. Like I think it would have kind of soured it a bit had the Bridges second team beaten them. But in fairness, they yeah. they kind of got off slow on the Gaelic grounds, and you know, unfortunately for them, they kind of left it a bit too late. So, yeah. you know, great. Pet, would you have gone out of town last Saturday night, Pet? Well, everyone was saying that around the place, and since they should, they could they could have left. I'd say they would have twenty minutes there around half time waiting before it finally the series made to wait till twenty past seven. At ten past seven, they safe to say we're out. I think the GA couldn't have played because they could top of player safety. I could not see, I have an actually video of it here, you couldn't see either goals from the middle of descent for a period of, at half-time and after half-time. But in fairness to the referee and I suppose the, the Castle Lions mentors, no way were they wanted to, not the game to be finished. They toughened it out, began to lift, 
thing cleared off again. And believe it or not, Colofin, who had been waiting inside the dressing room, because the lines were all puckered around and warmed up during that period, Colofin never came out. They came out, about two minutes warm up, and they played their best hurling for the next 30 minutes. They brought a 12-point margin back to five with good hurling now. So the early goals were the killer. They conceded two very, very naive goals. Simply man on man, basic goal, big, really. big space in front of the of the forwards and and, and all that. And uh, fullback was caught for a high ball, but maybe the lights something. It was an easy concession of a goal anyway. But after that, they did they did play well. But uh, this Castle Lions team looked to me that this got the, that standard of Cork Premier Intermediate is serious, and uh, they were the better team. But the Corvina did fight back, and I think they'll be very happy with their year as well, despite the loss. Fancy if you were in the managers with the managers cap on last Saturday evening in the Gaelic you would have been gone. I think the bus be hitting for Corfin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got him back into the dressing room, I'm sure it was a thing, but Joe, it's past it. Joe, it was a great testament, it wasn't an easy dressing room to be in and waiting there for 40 or 50 minutes. And Joe, being that much down, but uh, Joe, they came out and they turned, uh, they turned everything they had. Do you know, we know in Fecal, I know, uh, Back in 2018, so the, the quality of the of the the, the Cork champions that come out over there, are like you know, we, uh, yeah. we um, uh, Charleville beat us yeah. there a few years ago, and uh, John, uh, we, t- we, t- we we t- we we were uh, we we were the cast- we were the Cork uh, we were we were up at halftime, but they they pipped us at the line, but Joe, uh, so, um, so, no, John, so. Everyone said it. They went around. They conducted their business very well in the, the Intermediate Championship in Clare. So they went through it and like they they got two good wins again. Uh, in Laura, 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 like two two good club teams. So anytime you beat Tipperary and, and Limerick champions, John thing. Uh, like if you look at the the Intermediate Championship for the last few years, the Cock the Cock champions nearly have won for the last five or six years. So so that's a testament to the probably the, the standard of Intermediate in Cock is probably. Be good bit thing, but like Joe Corfin, I'd say they're 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 uh, they'll be uh, a sports to reckon with now in next year in the Canon Hamilton. Joe, no one wants to meet him in the first round, no, that's for sure. And more importantly, you know, we're talking about the, the standard in a championship, and thank god at this time of the year, the Tifical Kilnina are, are the standard bearers. And many thanks to Francis O'Grady, manager of the Fecal Kilinina team, and, and look, congratulations to the rest of the management and to an outstanding captain in goalkeeper Liam O'Connor. Thanks for coming in and talk to us here on Scarapay Community Radio. Thanks, Leo. Thanks. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarapay Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarapayradio.com, and on the TuneIn Radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derg Credit Union. And once again, thanks to Francis O'Grady and Liam O'Connor for coming in to Time Talks and congratulations again on winning the Under-21A Championship. And speaking of winning championships, we now are going to talk to a well-known man from East Clare, from, from, from Scarif, a man who last Sunday week won the four world championships over in the local club in Tungraney. He's also a very, very noted uh, hurler, uh, as everybody well knows. Um, it's the one and only uh, from Scarif and Tungraney Handball Club is Dermot Nash. Dermot, you're welcome once again to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Yeah, thanks, Leo. It's good to be on. Yeah. Dermot, first of all, many congratulations on winning the, the four world championships over in, especially in, in an iconic, special venue in, in, in your own local club in Tungraney. It must have been a very proud moment. Yes, uh, no, it, it really was. It was, um, you know, listen, it's, it's early enough in the year. Um, and, like, you know, the, the, the nationals are, are kind of, you know, uh, 
the second biggest tournament really of the year, I suppose. Like you've kind of got like the way I describe it to someone that doesn't isn't into handball. It's kind of like winning the league, you know, in, in hurling basically. Like it's it's, it's you know the All Ireland Championships will be number one, and then the Nationals will be number two. So it's um in terms of tournaments, like you know, it's it's like very important, and then. Yeah, like I'd be lying if I said the fact that it wasn't on, in, you know, if it, the fact it was on Tim Graney made it kind of super special for me because I I'd never played a senior handball tournament in Clare, not to mention Tim Graney. So um, I'm always kind of going, you know, somewhere away from home. So um, I kind of figured to be a decent crowd in the place of packed. So it was, um, yeah, it was it was good to win. Do you know what? Overall, apart from your winning winning the hand the, the, the nationals, which was a, a tremendous achievement, and we'll talk about the game in 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 a, in a couple of seconds, but. Overall, on the weekend, a, 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 a tournament that was well handled, the logistics, everything was, was dealt with more than carefully by the local club and by Clare Handball. And I was surprised when I found out that it was 25 years since there was a tournament in the, like that in, in Tungrani before. It has proved that, and even in the local venues around East Clare, and Clare Handball is an up. It has proved that Clare Handball, um, better than most, can, can cater for all this. Yes, yeah. So, so I suppose with Clare, like we, so handball is super strong in Clare in terms of like, be something like like last weekend or whenever there was like nine courts in action. Now you're ta- probably talking there's probably ten or there's probably two or three other courts that didn't get used. You know what I mean? So there's probably twelve or thirteen clubs, which in terms of handball is actually a lot um, for a county. So handball is really strong. I mean, I suppose the other like you know tournaments that we would play might have a lot of kind of two-court complexes, you know, so it's kind of easier. So it takes more coordination, I would say, when you've got, like, a lot of, like, one-court kind of complexes, which is what Claire has. But I must say, like, I mean, they pulled it off. I mean, it was, like, you know, it, it was just, like, a, it was an unbelievable weekend. I think, like, you know, we've got, it's not just Tom Graney, obviously. I know that the, the Open was on Tom Graney, but, like, Clooney Hill games on a Saturday for the Open. And then, like, all the other courts kind of came together and, like it really was a bit of a festival of handball, you know what I mean? And like it is, um, it's like a great game. Obviously, like I'm obviously biased, but I think you know handball is a, is a kind of a, a soft spot for a lot of Clare people, you know, and a lot of like hurling people would would play a bit of handball over the winter. And even like you know, I <laughs> I didn't actually even notice, but uh, until after weekend, but I actually some of the guys that kind of re- recreational handballers were actually had played like you know the men's men's like the the kind of challenger and all that kind of stuff. So. And, and the entries for those grades would be like in the 60s and 70s you know what I mean so yeah. it was um, it was an amazing competition and it was, so there's obviously a huge appetite but um, like it's been so long I guess just because was it a county level it takes a fair bit of coordination you kind of have to like kind of volunteer for it and look for it I suppose and yeah. I suppose at the moment we have you know some really good like you know be remiss of me not to, to mention like uh, to Orla there Orla Constantine yeah. over, over in Clooney who's, yeah. who's a, a real driving factor but then like it's up to the individual clubs and like Shane Walsh and, and all the Tom Graney crew basically like I'm not even going to start naming everyone else because there's too many but like they like what a weekend you know what I mean like from like people doing like the stewarding outside to people making tea and sandwiches to you know like just even like um, the kind of the job they did kind of um, on the floor before the weekend and in the tournament or in the court sorry and it was just it was unbelievable even like you know you were, I was probably looking a bit red in the face you know after the weekend but the heat that was uh, the heat that was being pumped into the court you know like that's that's obviously not cheap and stuff so it was like you know the whole thing was just you know and I think it's um, 
like it was a real proud day for Tom Graney, you know what I mean? And, and I, I uh, so yeah, like that was obviously in the back of my mind as well. But it, it was just it just went off great, and I think everyone was was, was super happy. Yeah, it was a super festival ahead, but a weekend ahead, but no doubt that that redness in the face was the glow of of victory, uh, Dermot. There's no doubt about that. But also, Dermot, look at everyone was looking forward to the weekend. Will it or won't? Will he? First of all, was will he or won't he turn up? Your 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 nemesis in Mr. McCarthy, Robbie McCarthy, he did turn up. Then would they meet in the final? Everybody wanted that to be the, the final on Sunday evening to close down the, uh, a brilliant weekend. And of course, everyone wanted, uh, well, the 99% of the people wanted Dermot Nash to be the champion come the weekend. And in the end of the, the, at the end of the day, Dermot, all that came through. Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was looking a bit dicey on Sunday morning because I didn't start too hectic but um, in, the, in the semi-final and lost that one. But... I man, it managed to get through to the final, anyways. Um, and yeah, like I, I kind of felt I was so. At the previous weekend, I played him up in the Golden Gloves in in Belfast, and I'd lost fifteen fourteen the second game. And like, to be honest, like I, I kind of messed it up myself. I hit a bad serve and stuff. So in my, I was a bit peeved going home from that from Belfast on the Sunday evening after that the previous week. So I kind of, in my head, you know, kind of. To honest, I kind of always assumed he'd come, you know, to the tournament first of all, and then second of all, I, you know, wanted a bit of, you know, not revenge, but I kind of felt, you know, I, I kind of had him on the rack. I thought the previous week and and didn't close it out, so I was kind of in in my head this week. It was trying, yeah, just just go one better, and and um, yeah, thankfully it worked out. It was like it was, yeah. So I, I kind of once I got there to the final, I was kind of pretty confident that I, I'd win it, but. Obviously, like I didn't start too great, but um, yeah, I managed to uh, to win in the end anyway. So that was good. No, obviously you'd like you'd love to have played the the third game in the final, but to be fair, looking back, even anyone that was there at the at, at the game and looking at the game, obviously you lost the first game, but you had quite completely beat him in, in, in the second game, and obviously he pulled he he said he pulled an injury, like but at that game, even in your own mind at that stage, you knew you had him you had him well under with the you had your gloves well on him. Yeah, I mean, so, like, going into the game, I kind of, like, even in the first game, so I, I know I lost the first game, but I was, like, it, it was 15-9 or something, but I had actually, there was there was point, like, in, like as a game plan would say, like, I had, there was points in the first, like, match where, you know, I, I deliberately probably didn't, like go for the like go for the kill basically and brought him back and brought him back and, brought, and like, you know, kind of ran him, ran him, ran him. And so... You know, in my head, like I might have lost that point or whatever in the end by, you know, he hit a great shot or you know or whatever or basically like I didn't like having had the chance to win the point I didn't and but in my head, I was like you know maybe losing that individual point but in, in my head I was like I'm gonna win the war here because yeah. like I knew he was like he was starting to like starting to like really feel it like as in you know and, and starting to like I, I didn't think in, in his legs he'd be able to keep going at that sort of pace. So like and then obviously like I started like obviously I started shot out into a massive lead and the second one was up like ten one or whatever, but he, like once the first game was over I know I'd lost it but I kind of felt like I was in a good position to kind of go on and win if you know what I mean now obviously you try and win the first you know try and win two straight and all that and you know that's the way you should be playing yeah. but and that's obviously something that's got to work on but um, I I did feel like I was kind of in control of a lot of the points and just yeah so it's um. Yeah, like it, I, I thought I was going to win the tiebreaker, so it was um, 
Isn't that the beauty of individual sport? You know what I mean? Obviously, there's doubles in handball as well, but the beauty of individual sport that you, you know, you're thinking on your feet the whole time. There you are. Um, look at keeping your men, even though you, the big, it's always the bigger picture. The, the, the game is never over until it's over. I suppose it's like any game, I suppose, to be fair. But, you know, that you had the, the, the presence of mind even inside in the battle that you knew that you were going to you were going to the end and you were you were draining every bit of energy every every ounce that he had out of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean like that's I suppose there's a lot of there's a lot of tactics and, and kind of um you know, game planning and stuff that you know to, to handball and to individual no, listen, there's a lot of <laughs> intercounty hurling and, and, and even club hurling these days has gone very tactical as well. But I think in individual sports it's you know, you have a probably a better awareness of um guys weaknesses and stuff and even like you know like i think it's robbie but like there's times where you're playing you're hitting serves or you're hitting shots basically and you kind of at the start of the match it may not be coming off or whatever or even if it is going where you think it's meant to go the guy returns it but if, if in my head like a lot of i'm just like okay he might be returning it now but is he going to keep returning it in 40 minutes time basically yeah. you know what i mean as in like so if i keep pummeling the same shot, the same shot, the same shot, the same shot. Like eventually, that weakness basically he's going to get fatigued, and that weakness is going to get ex- is going to expose him basically. So there's um there's a fair like as in sorry this like I suppose that's just the way I play the game. It's you know almost like kind of a bit of chess. Like I yeah. mean, there's other guys that have maybe better physical attributes in terms of like they're probably massively strong and they can kind of blow guys away. I don't have that, so I kind of have to use other things that I have, you know what I mean, tools at my disposal. Um, and that's, you know, I suppose I play a kind of a, you know, a game where I'm trying to constantly, like, you know, put the guy in a in an awkward position for a long period of time. Yeah, I think your positional play is, you play the percentage a lot, I know, I know that, well aware of that, and you, yeah. your, your positional play is absolutely unbelievable. Dermot, the feeling of uh, afterwards, winter's over, elation, and, you know, it was a monkey off the back again, I suppose, maybe. And you could, there was pressure on you. There's no doubt about playing your home court. Did that drive you on? Or did you feel maybe a small bit of added pressure? If it did, it didn't. Uh, yeah, no, no added pressure, I must say. No, it, was, it was really cool. I mean, sorry, like I, I think what it did was, you know, these tournament weekends, Leo, they're... Sometimes you can kind of play them and just kind of like just try and work and stuff and not be too focused and maybe on the results because, you know, you're, it's more of a training weekend. You're kind of looking ahead in the season, whereas... You know, the fact that this was on it, well, first of all, it was the Nationals, so it's the second biggest one. But in, in second of all, it's the um, it's the fact that it was on Tim Graney, I really wanted to win it. So it kind of definitely focused my mind, you know, if I had any, you know, yes. um, kind of motivation talk, complacency needed. Yeah. talks yeah. or whatever, you know what I mean? So th- there was definitely a focus, a- an added focus. I mean, in terms of pressure, <laughs> not really, to be honest. I mean, like, it's it's... Like you're always you know, you're always you're always a very reserved person anyway. To be fair, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think it didn't you know the fact that it was on Tim Graney didn't think kind of got to me in any way. Um, but like it was de- it was definitely yeah. And sorry, I, I've I've forgotten your first question, but no, yeah, the, as in like the the motivation need you didn't need any extra motivation really. Yeah, not really. I, I sorry, yes, that the the main I suppose for me was just. Um, okay, it was obviously it was Anton Graney, which I really wanted to win. And then the second one was, I'd obviously you know played pretty poorly against, like I played Robbie twice last year and played pretty poorly in both of them. And obviously I'd, I'd, I'd lost again in Belfast the week before, so that was three losses in the trot. And in my head, I hadn't, 
I, I had like, you know, I was trying to, you know, cook, get even basically, you know what I mean? And, and it was a bit of kind of personal kind of just kind of one. I, I kind of felt I was playing better this season. And so I wanted to kind of put that into, you know, <laughs> try and get a result from it, you know. Um, but yeah, like it's in the, a lot of it is kind of internal kind of motivation rather than kind of anything else, really. Diamond, it's a look. We're coming to the end of twenty twenty three, and twenty twenty four is a massive year for handball, not only in Clare but in 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 the country with the World Championships uh, taking part in 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 Limerick in in late August, I think. Um, how does Diamond Nash prepare for these? I know there's the the nationals, the the big as you said, the real big ones in the in the local itinerary or in the national itinerary will be coming up soon, and there's a change in format this year with 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 the doubles kind of taken place before the singles obviously there's other tournaments on in between how does Dearborn Nash prepare now uh, from 2024 on the start of 2024 yeah so uh, no it's, it's it's a good question I mean um, I guess there's like the way I'm kind of looking at 2024 is that there's like almost three seasons as such so like you've got your All-Ireland season we'll call it which is runs up until we we'll say April um, and that's like it's own little kind of season and then you'll have maybe like, you know, a week, let's say a small little bit of a break. And then you've got um, your kind of summer season, let's say. And, and sorry, the, 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 the worlds are kind of being broken up into two. So you've got your one wall worlds in, um, in UL basically in August. And you've got your four world worlds in Dublin, basically in Crow Park then in, in October. Um, but like you basically, the way I look at it is you've got like your, your All-Ireland season first and you've got your summer season um, and then you've got your kind of four wall world season basically then kind of culminating in October. So it'll be um a long it'll season. be kind of a hectic yeah. Yeah, it'll be a hectic year and um uh, be a hectic year. But um listen, I, I've kind of yeah, last like anyways, I've I've had a, a just a, a massive appreciation for sport actually. And I just love playing and I you know, I'm obviously not the youngest. I'll be you know, I'm thirty two, but I'll I'll be you know, I'm not uh a spring chicken anymore or whatever but I'm just trying to like in my I just love the games I play I love hurling I love handball and trying to maximise that as much as I can with the time I've got left maybe at a top level so it's um plenty, yeah, that's plenty, just, time, like, plenty of time left Diarmuid and board calls there's no doubt about that <laughs> I think Diarmuid yeah we're looking we're, yeah, that's how I look at it yeah obviously do, do, you, are you playing with Colin in the doubles again yes yeah, yeah I know we'll play yeah 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 I know so we'll um, yeah hopefully retain that as well it'll be good Dermot, obviously there's new lads coming on, 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 on up along the picking order or trying to trying to break into the top. And you're looking at if you were looking obviously every player you you find is you know, you you'll have your you'll be wary of every player. Obviously McCarthy is still going to be the, the main opponent. If you were to pick one maybe out of the pack that you think may may cause um trouble, I'm not too sure what Martin Mulkerns, but he's what way is he fixed at the moment? But if you were yeah, to pick, so if you, if you were yeah. to pick, if you were to pick a new player out of the pack that may cause an upset or two, who would you who would you pick? Yeah, no, uh, fair. I mean, like so, Martin Mulkerns and Killian Carroll are, are both US based, so like, and, and obviously they will play the worlds and stuff, and, and along with the rest of the Americans and, and Mexicans and stuff and whoever. But like, so you, like obviously that would be a very star studded field. Obviously, come next uh, next October, November, but. Um, in terms of the All Ireland, um, there's like there's a, there's a good few actually. Like this, uh, I'll be. We think we we might. Have, I don't want to say we as in like I think handball might have lost another one to hurling. Like Billy Drennan there that started playing yeah, Kilkenny. Yeah. Like he was, I would say, 
he he was an excellent handballer, like, and he's an excellent handballer. But obviously, like, it's 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 basically impossible to do intercounty hurling with anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So he he was probably the, the one I would say that had the potential, just that natural athleticism plus like the skills and stuff. You know what I mean? And he was obviously he's just like extremely dedicated and stuff as well. You know what I mean? So, um, I mean he was probably the one that I would say would have jumped out. I mean, in terms of guys, um, like it's. Like even like my double partner Colin like is like uber talented, you know. As in like he, he um, like he, I wouldn't. He's the kind of guy like nobody, and I mean nobody feels good going in against because he's the kind of guy he can roll out like twenty one balls in a yeah, row. You yeah. know what I mean? So he has that in his in his arsenal. So he, he's definitely there. And then there's like um, like you have a cohort basically, you know, from let's say probably there's probably a tier below myself and, and Robbie, but. Um, there's probably f- five or six guys um, that on their day, you know, c- could win anything. Like like Daniel Relihan is, is pretty strong. Cork, and, yeah. Um, but yeah, like in terms of, I'm trying to think of up and coming. Like there's there is guys, and they're probably like too young yet really to compete at senior. But um, like they are very very strong players as such. Like, but um, there's no how to describe it. There's no like Killian Carroll getting to the you know world. Um, world final when he's at twenty, if that makes sense. Yes, I get like you. That. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, that, so that was a one-off. Really, there's no that that, that doesn't happen every yeah. day. Uh, no, it doesn't. And like you know, like Killian is basically a professional handballer now. Like so, you know, as in like it's it's not. Um, yeah, like it, it, you know, it takes. It's not just to have the talent, but it's also like to you have to kind of do the sacrifice, you know, as well to to of your the rest of like kind of other things in your life, you know. And Dermot, obviously, you know, you're talking about the boys being, being based in the States. Will you take in a tournament or two in the States as part of your preparation? Uh, I'll definitely go to the US Nationals in LA next June. And then because of the way the doubles has kind of been ran this year before singles, I'm thinking I might do one of the kind of, um, the kind of they have a kind of a pro tour basically in, in the US. And so I'll probably go to one of the stops there in in late January type thing. Um, so that's the or middle of January, sorry, but um that is the plan. Um but yeah, so that one's kind of to be to be T B C sorry. Um but yeah, those two definitely and then or sorry, as in like one of those two or the US one or the one in the summer definitely in the US nationals and then maybe the one in kind of January, February. But yeah, like as in they'll kind of they're kind of uh, at the moment they're kind of ironing out the kind of 2024 kind of calendar basically so right. it kind of depends okay. when other Irish tournaments are on if that makes sense to see if it makes sense and then like because what you don't want to do is I kind of did last year where I went to a tournament I had to fly back on the Tuesday or Wednesday and had to play another one then on the Saturday and I was all over the place yeah. Um, so yeah so there's a bit of kind of Prepara- it's not just to get prepara- yeah, preparation to is key there's no doubt about that yeah and even things like you know it sounds stupid but like being able to sleep properly and stuff, you know, and you know that that's actually super important and stuff. And so if you're flying between time zones using different balls, um, it it kind of messes you up a bit, and then you can kind of get into a funk, even though you're 
you can kind of nearly overplay if that makes sense like but yeah, yeah um, so like sometimes less is more you know yeah it doesn't matter but you, whatever you're doing at the moment you're doing it right keep it up and look at the newly crowned national four wall champion is Dermot Nash from the local club and Tom Graney a gentleman to the core and Dermot as always we wish you the very best of luck we'll be looking forward with interest and anticipation to see how 2024 goes for you and once again thanks for having the courtesy to talk to us here on Scarif Community Radio not at all thank you Leo thanks and that concludes our sports and show here today on Scarif Bay Community Radio in association with Derek Frigid Union on the 88.3 FM, 92.7 FM and on the tuning app. Once again, thanks to co-presenter Pat McNamara, thanks to our guests Francis O'Grady, Liam O'Connor and Dean McNesh and thanks to Jim Collins in the control tower for keeping the show going for us and thanks very much to you for tuning in at home. We hope you enjoyed the show. And also, just to let you know that, you know, to keep our support here for Scarif Bay Community Radio, we're running a fundraising draw here uh, here on Scarab Bay Community Radio the draw to take place on the 16th of December and we have tickets on sale available for any club member or the local outlets at a mere cost of, of 5 euros and feel free if any you know, any support is worthwhile and, and greatly appreciated and all that remains is me Leo Dial until we meet again it's Bannock Day August Lawn. <laughs>